from the NLRPD to KTHV to behind the microphone. It's Scott Romine with Guatney Unplugged. Hey, Scott Romine here. We're talking with uh, Gabe Tischler. He has Circle T Leatherworks. Their website is Circle T llc.com and they are located in cabot and they uh operate by appointment only is that correct yes sir that is come up there pretty close and like there yeah is that something that came on maybe with covid or is that just the best way for y'all it is it's uh it's something we started doing with covid you know one for the whole protection aspect of it sure so you didn't have too many people in here and then two because we do so much custom stuff it's just easier to do it that way um that way we can take you know the appropriate amount of time to deal with our our clients that yeah come in. because everything you do is custom so you really need an appointment to talk about a yes. project correct yeah absolutely you know we try to get to know our customers when they come in you know it's not just about building you know a, a custom knife sheath or a belt or something like that we want to actually know you know the uses that they're going to have for the product um, and a little bit about them because we do the laser engraving, the painting, printing. You know, there's just there's so, so many things that we it. do. We we like to customize this thing and make it, you know, yeah, an individual, uh, you know, a product for that particular person. That's like what's so cool about it. It's you're, you're not. It's not the leather thing that you would buy right. on the shelf somewhere. Right. Yeah, it yeah. is made specific for a person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, so cool. You know, and. Per- uh, specific for you know what they're doing with it you know that that was kind of how we got started with all this is uh you know finding i kept having issues finding left-handed holsters you know i had some weird guns and i'm left-handed yeah you know i would buy holsters you know from big box stores and they just didn't work you know they didn't quite fit the belts right or didn't retain the firearm you know how i wanted it to or it was just goofy feeling, you know, or goofy looking. So yeah. uh, we started, you know, started doing this, and uh, it's turned into a pretty much full time business. So. I, I'm a gun guy too, and uh, you know, I was a police officer a long time, and you know, carrying off duty, and I, I've always found a leather holster, like especially like a pancake outside the belt holster, <laughs> was the best holster. I bought every holster out there in the world and most of them just stick out too far from your body yeah yeah the pancake style really is the most concealable style whether you go with leather or you're you know you step over to kydex which we also do that do you do, you uh, do some of that mm-hmm. for forming kydex mm-hmm. and sort of yep. yeah the leather to me you know and it's funny that gun people will spend an, as much money on holsters <laughs> as the dang gun costs heck <laughs> yeah. the bullets cost more than the gun <laughs> yeah. half the time Oh, the ones we love saying, you know, are the folks that come in with the, uh, I'm going to say, more economical guns, you know, the high points. The high points, the, yeah. You carry like skies, a cement block the, around. Yeah. You know. you know. And they'll want to come in and order a $150, you know, custom hand-tooled, hand-molded, you know, leather holster, which we will gladly make for them. You know, it's but just it costs amusing. more than the gun. Yeah. I mean, you're right there at the same thing as the uh, the gun cost. It's it's so funny. Guns have kind of gotten into the point that you almost have to have a custom holster. Like, I'm a, a 1911 mm-hmm. fan. But when you put rails on them, you've now eliminated 99% of any of the holsters available for yeah. that gun. Yeah, there's... Uh, I mean, you know, the holster market probably now is... 
it, it's blown up, especially with the Kydex. You know, people have figured out how to thermal form, you know, these Kydex holsters. Right. You know, I'm going to say in their garage. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and there's great, don't get me wrong, there's great quality products. We started doing the thermal forming on the Kydex years ago, you know, before there was really any technology um, associated with, right. you know, with that, that part of the industry. So we didn't have any specific equipment made for thermoforming the, the Kydex. So we had to kind of figure out how to do this process. Same thing with the dummy molds, you know, because you don't want to stick, say, a Glock, you know, a polymer frame Glock. Were you putting it under in heat it? and pressure? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know. Melt the gun. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're melting or molding the Kydex, the hot Kydex around that gun. But it's still heat and pressure, and that's how that polymer frame is manufactured. You yeah, know? maybe not a so, good idea. Uh, yeah, you'll uh, you run the risk of collapsing a frame or you know squishing the the grip portion, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, I'll so. pass. Now, now, Gabe, did we're at, we're talking with Gabe out here at Circle T Leatherworks in Cabot. Did you grow up around Cabot? I did not. I'm actually from uh, Northwest Arkansas or North Central Arkansas. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Someone moving the opposite direction. Of- from what we always hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually grew up around uh, Marshall, Marshall Clinton area. Okay. Where where did you first learn how to start working with leather? That's that's not something a lot of people know how to do. It's actually uh part of my heritage. Uh, really? Yeah, you know, my great-grandfather was a shoemaker and cobbler in Europe. Uh, never met the man, you know, never I've actually got a pair of his original boots, but I never that's had the cool. opportunity to uh, to meet him. But it was something that when I was a kid, you know, like a lot of kids, you know, you do the little coaster project or, oh, yeah. you know, a, a wristband or something like that, like you would do in Boy Scouts. Um, I did that and it was just, it immediately got me hooked. So I messed with it for years and years, just on a hobby basis. And uh, I actually moved down to Cabot. I'm uh, working in public service as a EMT okay. and then got hired on the fire department down here. And it was something for me to do on my off days. And then, you know, of course, with the fire department, you have the radio straps, the helmet shields, yeah. you know, glove straps. I mean, there's so many leather products that are used on the uh, the fire service side. And I was like, man, this is, you know, this is a perfect fit. I'm going to start making this stuff because. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. There was either stuff was horribly expensive or, you know, the quality just wasn't, you know, up what I consider up to, you know, my specs. And, uh, you know, as they said, the rest of it is history. We started doing that and, you know, grew into a production company. You know, we've always done custom stuff from, you know, from doing this in my garage. Right. But, uh, you know, now we've got a, a pretty large facility and we do a lot of custom products. And you got your own yeah, workout production. facility where you can and test your yeah, yeah. stuff. I guess have you ended up in the uh, the fireman calendar? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they uh, you know they needed the old fat guy category oh, coverage. Oh, that, so that what was, they that needed? Was right. Yeah, yeah, that that's right. pretty popular in Cabot. I'd never yeah. make it. Yeah, uh, like I said, they needed somebody <laughs> to fill that old fat guy category, so that's where I came. The in. dad bod yeah. page. Yep. The you dad know, bod. I got you. Yep. Uh, so, what was the hardest thing to learn to do with leather? I'm I'm sure there's hard things to make. First of all, you've probably got specialized sewing machines. Yes, yeah. So our, you know, number one, our sewing machines are. 
I mean, they're they're unbelievably heavy duty. Um, these, you know, these are our machines are Cobra Class Fours. Um, they will stitch through, you know, sheet metal like you would see in ductwork or signage. Oh my gosh! It will stitch right through those. Uh, when we do our competition fast draw holsters for the cowboy action shooting stuff, we'll actually sew you know, metal bands in around the, the mouth of the holster to keep it open because it's all about how quickly yeah, you can get, how the quick gun you can get out. it out of there. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, what you, I mean, obviously there's probably different types of leather. Mm-hmm. Is there's ones you lean towards more than others or? Yeah, that's probably the most difficult part of the industry. You know, when you're choosing the appropriate leather for what that, you know, what that customer's product is. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're doing weightlifting belts, you know, for example, well, we don't u- want to use the same leather that you would use for, you know, the seat covers on a, a BMW or something along those lines. You know, on the same note, you don't necessarily want to go with that really brittle stuff that you typically find on saddles. Um, so there's a, a happy mix there. Right. And then, you know, with our weightlifting belts, we actually oppose the grain. Um, Because leather has a grain just like wood does, you know, and when we put the pieces together, we glue them before we stitch them, you know, um, double stitch these things together. And we make sure which way the grain faces. That way it's pulling against itself um, with the belt. One, it reduces stretch. Two, it makes the belt just that much stronger. So, you know, one of our weightlifting belts, man, you'll – you'll you know yeah i mean it will last a lifetime you'll hand it down to one of your kids i mean that's the coolest part about our business is we do these custom weightlifting belts which is a large part of our business um and we have customers that come back in for new belts it's not because they wore the other one out it's because right. well, they, they want one now that matches you know this attire this weightlifting attire or powerlifting attire or something like that i mean it's crazy that's cool know? our return customers aren't coming back in for replacements they're coming back in for another new belt you know either a lever style or a buckle style you know it's it's crazy they you know? want to match outfits at the gym yeah. or oh and it's i mean if you look at our instagram page or um, the gallery on our website i mean there's just some crazy belts that we've done you know these things are all laser engraved hand painted one at a time um just absolutely amazing i I guess they're clear coated after they're painted will that last i guess the clear will stay on leather pretty good yep yeah and that's the other advantage to like laser engraving the images in this um a lot of your power lifting belts that are out there on the market they have just you know material printed on the exterior of the leather uh, you know, like a, a logo or something, sure. right? Well, that's fine, except that's getting direct wear. You know, whether you're laying on the bench, whether you're, you know, doing this for your squats where you're dragging that, you know, that bar up across mm-hmm. your stomach, you know, whatever be the case. But when we laser engrave the leather, we're actually creating a recess for that paint to sit within. You know, I collect Air Jordans. <laughs> and the highs, the the quality of the leather is much different on the high top everyone would think oh, yeah. all of that shoe is the same oh no the mids that are the cheaper version when you look at leather can do you kind of know what's going on because i yeah. can feel it and it kind of has more of a plastic right how do they get away with calling something leather that maybe isn't quite leather well so that <laughs> that's kind of the uh 
the biggest misnomer in you know the industry, if you will, um, even for the the consumer, the end end user. Um, when you walk into, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but one of the big box stores, you know, that end in Mart. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, you find a leather belt over there, and it says 100% leather, or it just says leather belt on it. Well, 90% of the time, that is leather byproducts that's been ground up and then mixed with like a vinyl ah. and printed out in these sheets. Um, and whether the sheets, whether it's printed out in the sheets and then cut into the strips or strapping for the belts or they're printed out into individual, you know, belt with strips. And a lot of times you can tell that by simply how the edge is treated. Even furniture. Yeah. I mean, I've had, yeah. I've bought a leather couch where it starts flaking off. Yep. Yeah. That almost always is going to be a pleather or it is a, what they call a split, a finished split. Um, and that's like the part of the leather that they shave off the really thick hide. Right. And instead of throwing it away, they'll take and dump, you know, a, like a vinyl, um, it's, it's a vinyl material that they dump over top of it and then they press a leather texture into it. And that's why when you see shedding on, you on know, furniture couch. or even, you know, cheaper vehicle interiors, you know, you'll get that, that actual shedding where you get portions of it, clothing, you know, yeah, I, I know I've seen plenty of purses come through or vests come through that, you know, are flaking big panels and, you know, customers are bringing in and be like, well, can you, you know, re-dye this or whatever? And unfortunately, you know, there's just nothing. Even though it's truly leather on the bottom side as the carrier, mm -hmm. the stuff they put on top is just plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. I was so lucky to go to a place called Bates Leathers out in California mm -hmm. years ago. If you've probably heard of these guys, mm -hmm. yeah. they made all of the jackets Arnold wears in Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. And they right. measured me up and made me a jacket. That's cool. Took months. Right. You know, and it was really expensive. But to hold that jacket compared to if we went up here and bought a leather jacket at the store is... Oh, nine day no, difference. it's not even... It's a BMW compared to a Ford Pinto. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess, is that just sort of a lost art now, people dealing with the real thing? It really is. Um, you know, one, you don't have nearly the amount of leather craftsmen that you used to. You know, we live, and of course this stuff is just my opinion, but, you know, we live in a disposable society. Yep. You know, people are used to, you know, we call it the Burger King mentality. You know, people are used to having it their way right now. Yeah. It doesn't work like that with most of your leather goods you know if you can buy that item you know if you're buying it off the shelf of a store there's been a sacrifice somewhere along the line made mm -hmm. you know whether it's a sacrifice in the production process you know gluing it together or them not gluing it and just stitching you know the edge of something um, and that's kind of the difference between buying a, a product off the shelf and having something custom handmade for you. You know, we we know the entire process. You know, yeah. everything we do is going to have glue put in. It's going to have the best glue put in it, you know, holding the panels together. And then it's going to have the best thread used to then reinforce that glued, you know, section. Whether it's an edge or you're sewing a panel on a, um, you know, a belt or creating a pouch for a holster, you know, before you hand mold it. It's funny you say throwaway society because, I mean, you have to make a custom holster. Well, heck, even guns have gotten that way. Try to find right. a gunsmith. Right, right. 
I mean, is it all these things are becoming kind of a lost art? It really, really, is. yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you're losing. You know, and I mean, not to pick on social media, but you know, everybody's inspiring to be a, a TikTok or Instagram influencer, and not, you know, a carpenter, or an electrician, or oh, sure. you know, someone that has a craft that they've spent a better portion of their life. You know, I'll use myself for example. I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, long time. Yeah. And I still have a lot to learn. And I'll yeah. be the first one to throw my hands up and go, man, there's, you know, there's more that I could definitely, you know, learn. It's, it's an ever evolving process. But if you're a student of the craft, that's how it should be. You know, you should always be learning and trying to evolve the, um, the art and push it forward. Let me yeah. ask you about a myth. I've always heard since I was a kid Oh, it's raining. Don't don't get that leather wet. Is that a bad thing? What what's the no. deal there? No, properly treated leather can hold up to pretty much any of the elements. Um, it just really depends on where you bought that leather product from. You know, say a holster, for example. And our our leather holsters, we seal them inside and out, mm -hmm. and they are designed to hold up for years you know i want you to pass that holster down to your kids or you know nieces and nephews or something like that you know i don't i don't want you coming back in and buying another holster because you wore ours out yeah i want you coming back in and buying it because you got a new gun new, or new you know yeah or you just want one in a different color or something like that you know just like our our belts our weightlifting belts that myth never made sense as a kid because cows stand out in the rain yeah yeah, well, and it's, you know, it's all about the treatment of leather. Sure. It really is. You know, that's something that we have, um, man, we've tried <laughs> every every type of sealer that's out there and even custom mix some of our own, you know, trying to find something that's going to hold up for that extended use. And I, I think where we're at right now with the sealers that we use, yeah, it's uh, – you know, it's there. You can take it, go get it soaking wet. That's and, awesome. You know. Hey, we're talking with Gabe out at Circle T Leatherworks in Cabot. They uh, take appointments and will work on your project for you. You know, not everybody's a Glock or a 1911 guy. What if someone wants a holster for a very unique firearm? Do you need the gun? Yeah, so in in some cases, you know, I'll, and I'll start this by saying the dummy guns, for they're expensive. And they you don't know, make one of everything. No, I mean, we've had a lot. Thankfully, now there's a lot more companies producing dummy guns. Um, but, yeah, they don't make, you know, a dummy gun for every single model of gun out there or every right. single gun with, uh, you know, different configurations, different lights or different optics, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, in those cases, we will need the firearm, you know, so that we can mold it. Um, we are a FFL so oh you know, really yeah and so that's it's not a big deal no no i mean it's no different than taking it to a gunsmith or you know a pawn shop or anything else like that you're going to bring it in we'll log it into the system as long as you come back and get it you know everything's fantastic if you send somebody else up here well you get to do the paperwork and it gets transferred to them and background checks and all that nonsense so you could make but, me a desert eagle holster yeah absolutely have you done that before? That's not the gun that a lot of people would want to carry around. I've got one, but what'd you do with it? So, <laughs> so with Desert Eagles, uh, and they're those and Smith and Wesson five hundreds are two yeah. of my favorite guns to make holsters. I've for. got one of those. I'll bring them up. <laughs> the The funniest part about the Smith and Wesson five hundred, I'll go there first. When they hit the market, 
you know, initially they were the big 10 and a half inch barrel or 11 inch barrel That's right. guns, you know, big hunting revolvers. Mm-hmm. And those were cool. You know, we did a lot of like chest rigs, uh, the tanker, what we call the tanker style yeah. holsters that go across your chest where you can wear it hunting. And then Smith and Wesson released the five and a half and the four and a half version. I've got the five and a half, the smaller. Yeah. So when they released those, we had to have our own molds custom made because nobody produced the whole uh, the molds at the time. <laughs> right. So we had to have them custom made because we had so many people wanting to carry that gun inside the waistband. Oh my gosh! So, I mean, you have one. So think yeah, about trying there's to carry no way. that thing inside the waistband. I'd throw my back out. And it's Arkansas. I mean, we live in a you know in a swamp down here, so yeah, you know, summertime. Yeah, I'm that's out. Suck. No, I'm out on that. It's uh, people but that's carrying just, Desert Eagles around. Yep. I mean, Desert Eagles. One of it's literally a fifty fifty shot with um, the type of holster we do for the Desert Eagles. You know, whether it's an outside the waistband, like you were saying earlier, the pancake, or inside the waistband, and like one of the popular ones is our hybrid holster. You know, a mixture of leather and kydex. And people will shove a, a 50 cal Desert Eagle <laughs> down in their pants. You need uh, suspenders on. Tell me about, because I'm kind of interested in this kind of thing. You deal with cosplay people. How did that get started and what kind of things do those folks want? That's just, you know, it's one of those things, I guess, because of Google search. You know, people get on there and they'll Google, you know, someone to make leather knife sheaths or you know, <laughs> just the leather gun holsters. Right. Um, I mean, we've done some crazy really? knife sheaths. Uh, we've got a, a return customer. I mean, he's always coming back, huge cosplay guy, you know, a real big fan of um, He-Man. Just, no, no, not. <laughs> Snake Eyes? Not He-Man. Um, Firefly. Bears. Firefly is one of Firefly, the, okay. Um, that, you know, the... Uh, Oh, the zombie series. I can't think of that. Walking Dead. Uh, not the not the Walking Dead, the uh, the movie. The Last franchise. of Us. Uh, zombie Land. Oh, gosh. What is that? Um, with Mila. Djokovic. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah, well, yeah. I like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we we do a lot of, you know, replica gear. Oh, that's out awesome. Of that. And, of course, you know, some of our customers that we're doing the cosplay stuff, it's, you know, they'll come in and, hey, I want a holster or a knife sheath or, you know, uh, a, a harness set up or something like that, just like I've seen in the movie. But, you know, can you put the the stamp, you know, like, oh, yeah, the, like Raccoon the, City Police Department, yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. Can you put that stamp on there? And that that's where, like, our laser engraver comes in. You know, that thing's, number one, it's huge. But, two, it allows us to go in and add, you know, that custom, you know, little – Oh, that's uh, the so Raccoon cool. City PD, you know, logo on. Or that umbrella corporation. Yeah, or the umbrella corporation, yeah. you know. And, of course, and you come in with the paint and, you know, paint the red and white for the umbrella corporation. So it's. Dude, that's so cool. It's crazy. It really is. You know, and then with us uh, having laser engraver and messing with not only the Kydex and the leather, but also acrylics, you know, we're able to do plaques pictures you know just all kinds of stuff it's you know we don't have enough sense to keep our hands out of you know the next thing you know (laughs) we we try to be able to offer our customers you know whatever they want um you know about the only stuff off limits is clothing 
I hate don't you don't mess no. with clothes jackets no. i don't i don't mess with clothing and we've got a really great upholstery company real close um that does like vehicle upholstery so oh, okay you know, i always send people over to to them um you know those folks have been doing this longer than i've been alive so that's a whole I mean, different skill yeah it is you know and that's that's the thing you give us a shout you know hey i want you know this particular product we're always going to be straight up with you you know if we can't do it more than likely we know somebody in the industry that's an asat you know whatever that particular product is and we'll point you in that direction so you can't make you me know. a full snake eyes costume from no Joe. no that's not your no, deal no <laughs> tell no. me about dealing with hunters because i know you make some slings mm-hmm. and some things what i mean what is a turkey duck sling i don't even know what that is so the the duck slings and the turkey slings um those are actually designed to carry the down bird okay um, you know we're in, in the case of like the duck carrier um typically you have it's a six drop carrier so three loops on either side the little loop you know you can check them out on our website but the little loop opens up typically people will shove the duck's head through there and you know it cinches up tight and it allows them to carry six ducks without having to carry them in their hands i didn't think Um, about that um, and it works really great for like hunt you know duck hunting in the woods um you knock one down you stick it in the little duck sling hanging on a tree or hanging on the blind next to you and it keeps it up out of the water and you know keeps it dry Turkey sling, you know, those are designed for single because turkeys are considerably larger, you know. So, it's a stringer it's for a bird. The limit. You know? Yeah. Um, so the turkey slings, they do the same thing. One end loops around the head. The other end, typically folks will loop around the feet, and it allows you to kind of carry it in a sling style across your shoulders or, you know, up under your arm. I noticed these things you seem to, to keep in stock. It's like a radio carrier. Who mm-hmm. Who is yep. that for, and, and what inspired that? So those are actually for the fire service. Um, those, that's what we started doing, kind of on a production level first. Um, those in the fire service, you know, we've got the big radios. They have, I mean, just like the police department, you've got the speaker mic on it. Oh yeah. So you have to be able to contain that whole setup. Um, it's like carrying, you know, an extension cord, Velcro, and a coat hanger all in one, you know, thing wrapped up. I mean, they're just they hang on everything. Well, it looks like the so, way it's designed is take a little weight off of your back. Yeah, yeah. It distributes the weight. Um, a lot of our firefighters, you know, folks that will order that, they'll add, you know, extra loops for utility, you know, knife pouches or extra flashlight holders you know it's a really good you know utility strap um gives you an opportunity to carry you know a little bit more gear and it still be balanced out um you know they're 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 probably one of our more popular selling items on top of the weightlifting gear and then we sell a lot to you know folks that work for a railroad because they they got radios they got the radios with the mics so that's a good thought. Hey, we're talking with Gabe out at Circle T Leatherworks in Cabot. CircleTLLC.com is their website. You know, Gabe, people are nuts about their pets. I got to wonder if you've been asked to make anything for dogs and we do. all of that. Yep. What, how did that start and what do you make? Uh, so we do pet collars and leads. Um, that Now that's pretty much what all we do we do some custom stuff um, we have one customer she has these little gps tracking units that she puts oh, cool. on all of her dogs yeah so we make custom pouches that go on all of her dogs 
collars. Um, you know, we try to avoid like the harnesses just because we deal with leather and it, you know, for some reason, most of our customers will bring a puppy in, you know, he's going to outgrow it. Yeah. I just got this, you know, German shepherd or whatever, you know, puppy, it's six months old. I mean, that thing's going to be, you know, 120 pounds when it's full grown. The harness we build for it right now is not going to fit it when it's right. You know, Need to wait a little bit. Yeah, and there's you know there's a lot of costs associated with doing a custom harness. You know, is that not saying that we won't do it? But it's something that you know, and like a lot of our other truly custom made products, we've got a pretty significant turnaround time. You know, we try to stick to a six to eight week turnaround time, but you know, if it's really a complex design it's probably going to take longer than that yeah. because we make patterns. Yeah. You know, everything is tested out before you ever get that product in your hand. So you do make some stuff for pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the laser engraving, does that work on metal or is that something you only use for leather? It does. Um, it can laser engrave on pretty much any of the metals. Um, it will not cut through any of the metals but it will cut through pretty much any organic. Our machine is a, a big CO2 laser. Um, so it's, I mean, that thing's got a six foot or a five foot three bed by almost 40 inches deep. So if somebody wanted their name on the side of their gun or their slide, could you do that? Or have you done that? We, we can, um, we try to avoid the, you know, the laser engraving on firearms. There's so many, other companies out there that have what I'm going to call the appropriate lasers. Um, right. Those are typically the full spectrum or the fi- fiber lasers. And those are really more suited for, you know, firearms, laser engraving. Um, I got you. Like I said, not saying that we can't and haven't, but, you know, it's another one of those things, man. It's, it's hard to sit there and wait on something like that. And, yeah. you know, we're trying to fit that in with, everything else yeah, that we've tough. got going on that's tough so. I, you know my first exposure to all this was getting a little belt when i was a kid and they would put your name on it is mm-hmm. that still a thing oh absolutely and we you know, <laughs> we live in the deep south man that is still a big thing getting your name <laughs> on i love something. it <laughs> you know whether it's on a, a wearing belt whether it's on uh you know a, a cowboy hat hat band um you know, keychains. We do a ton of keychains. You know, I little custom you. leather keychains, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's uh, people still love personalized stuff. Oh, sure they know? do. Tell us the best way to get a hold of you. Find you online. Get an appointment. Best way to get a hold of us is to either give us a shout or shoot us a text message um, on our shop sale. You know that that works really really well because then we've got it right there. You know. One, we're not having to step away from our custom products to answer a phone. You know, don't get me wrong. Love talking to people. Um, but shooting us a text message or hitting us up with the through the contact form on our website are two of the best ways to, to and get that's circle TLLC.com, correct? Mm-hmm. You're on Facebook yep. too, I assume. Yep. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, and then like I said, if you want to hit us up on our shop sale, it's five oh one seven four three nine two five three. You know, you can shoot us a text and we'll get you scheduled for an appointment.